Welcome to episode 10 of the Been There, Lost Fat podcast, real education and advice from people who get it. We have been there, lost fat, and successfully helped many others in doing so. We're here to help you weed through all the bad information and gimmicks to reach your health, fitness, and physique goals. I'm Sarah Fucinari, an integrative health practitioner, certified nutrition coach, and head coach of Team Fit With Me, here with my assistant coach and certified nutritionist, Jess Deloy. Hey, girl. What's hey. Up? <laughs> and also a very special guest today we are welcoming katie breaker to the pod hey girl hello um she has such a cool story so i had to chase her down and get her to come on the pod and she's been a client with fit with me for about eight months now um and i'm super excited for you to share your story i think that your uh, journey is really inspiring and i know that you're going to be super candid and honest and i think that a lot of people will get a good a good idea of like the real hard truth of what what it looks like to change your life here um can you do a brief introduction just like where you're from what you do and then we can dive into uh health and fitness stuff just give us a little a little scoop about you Absolutely. Well, my name is Katie. Um, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, I am, I'll be 31 very soon. Um, I live in Indiana, so I'm a Midwestern gal. And um, I currently work from home. I'm a program manager for um, a healthcare staffing MSP. Um, so I work with hospitals to staff their travel nurses. Um, I love it. It's very rewarding. Um, however, I have definitely become a homebody and that is a little difficult sometimes. Um, I get cozy in my space and uh, mm-hmm. that's a struggle, especially in these winter months. But um, yeah, Team Fit With Me has truly changed my life. Um, I say it all the time. Sarah, I say you're everything I never knew I needed. And <laughs> I, I know like funny, but it's true. Um, I feel like a completely different person than I was to Oh, and especially in the last year, I've just seen so many differences um, physically, mentally, you know, I don't know. I'm just I'm in the best place that I've ever been. And I'm just really, really excited about my progress. Jess, can we crop that for just an ad for the team? Please? Yeah. yeah, throw that up on the website. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Um, can you share a little bit about your um, health journey before you met uh, Team Fit with me? Yes, of course. Um, gosh, I have been overweight for the majority of my life. I think I started dieting when I was nine. Um, I remember, I just remember like talking to my mom about Weight Watchers and going to curves when I was literally in elementary school, which is so sad. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't really know what necessarily caused it. Um, I know that I, we, we've moved a couple times in my childhood. Um, so I think there may have been just some trauma with that, but also my mom was really sick growing up. And I think dealing with that whole issue really, I don't know, that's hard as a kid. Um, you know, your parents are supposed to be the ones to take care of you. And when you grow up taking care of them, like you kind of just have a different outlook on life, I feel like. Um, and so the weight really piled on, um, I think after college and I just could not get it under control. I've tried all of the things. Um, and so I was 28 when I had bariatric surgery. Um, you know, when I started looking into weight loss surgery, I was like, 
yes, yes, bitch, I can do this. Like, give me this magic pill and make me skinny, you know? <laughs> um, so I was all about it, like all in, ready to go. And my first year, I did mm-hmm. I mean, progress for sure. Um, but I, I don't know. I just got to this point where I was like, I feel like I'm not changing anymore. Like, I feel like I'm just stalling, sitting here stagnant. And I I truly, I didn't know what to do because I'm like, I'm not eating that much and I don't understand like why I'm not seeing progress. So that's when, you know, I connected with you, Sarah, and I've just, I've learned so much about nutrition and what is going to make me feel good. Um, and I think like that is what has kept me going is just feeling good. Like I just remember like, I don't remember waking up one day and just being like, I feel so good. Like, I don't know what has changed, but I feel so good. And I think it's just removing all the additive crap from my diet, from processed foods and artificial sweeteners, and even cutting back on dairy, things like that. Like, those small changes have added, have added up to such big results. And that's, you know, kind of where I'm at today. Well, you know what? I think it's so funny and so interesting. Maybe not funny is probably not the right word for it, but I think it's so common, I should say, especially in the bariatric space. I was like the same way as you. I went to my appointment with my bariatric surgeon and they were like, oh, this is going to be the best thing ever. See, you're never going to have to put any effort into anything. You're going to, the weight's going to fall off. It's just going to be like magical. And boy, oh boy, was I disappointed when that was not the case. And I think that our bariatric teams are so great for the healing stage and giving us guidance on what to do, but they're not super helpful for like, how do I actually live a healthy lifestyle? And I say it all the time. There's nothing intuitive about this lifestyle. If somebody has not taught you how to do it, you wouldn't know. And I feel really strongly that the reason the regain statistics and the, you know, and the failure statistics are what they are is because of lack of education. I mean, I feel like I see that just like rampant in the community. 100%. I couldn't agree more. Nobody knows what they're doing. Like we're all out here just, and that's scary. (laughs) Truly. The blind leading the blind. Well, so Jess is like an OG. Um, I'm I'm about seven years into this, and like when we first like joined the Instagram weight loss surgery community, um, there was not a lot of resources. There, it was just us being like, "Oh, oh, you had it. Oh, what are you doing? That's working." So it was a lot of like trial and error. And I think now there's an abundance of resources, but there's abundance of terrible advice. So I'm really hoping that in the next seven years that I'll see that abundance of resources, that quality, that quantity turn into quantity as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. For sure. So Katie, when you came to me, we were, you were stalled out. You had, you hadn't regained anything, but you'd kind of plateaued for a couple months um, and you kind of didn't know where to go. So, so when Katie came to us, she had an, what we call an adapt, adapted metabolism. And so people like to say, oh, I have a slow metabolism. Oh, my metabolism is broken. The coolest thing about metabolisms is I've never met one that I couldn't fix. So that's the exciting thing. But the other thing to note is that our, our bodies are going to adapt to our environment. And that's kind of why she was like, this thing that was working isn't working anymore. And it's because her body had adapted. She also had some red flags in the gut health department, some hormonal stuff that we're still working on now because this stuff takes time. But I'm guessing that you had the same feeling that I had when I signed up with my coach when I was like, girl, we're just going to eat. And when my coach said that to me, I was like, wait, what? 
I thought we were going to not eat. So I'll pass the mic tree to you for a little feedback of like, what did you think it was going to be like joining the team and joining coaching versus what it's actually been like? Oh my gosh. So funny. I remember, I don't know if I sent it to you or if I sent it to Jess, but I remember I was like making one of my meals. It was a snack plate is what I had. And I had, you know, a meat and then I had some nuts and fruit and vegetables and dip or whatever. And I sent a picture of my plate and I was like, is this right? Like, does this look right? Because this looks like a heck of a lot of food. And I don't know if I can do this. Um, And whoever it was, I don't remember who it was, but he said, yep. It was probably me. It, yeah, I think it was you. <laughs> yep, that's good. You're good, girl. Um, so yeah, when I, well, I will. I will say, I was very nervous at first. I was really intimidated by the whole tracking macros thing. Um, I really didn't. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so scared. I'm gonna mess this up. But you had everything laid out for me. And all I had to do was follow it. Like you took all of the guesswork out of it. You gave me a grocery list, like everything. All I had to do was literally just follow it. And I think that's what I loved so much about your program is you taught me how to do it with you. It wasn't just like saying, hey, plan your meals, use these macros. Here's how you do it. Like you really kind of got me ingrained in it. And so that was super helpful. But yeah, it was a lot of food. Um, I remember just by the end of the night, I remember the first night I was like laying in bed and I was like, I am so full. And like, I could not, I was like, I can't stuff my body right now. And I just remember thinking like, oh my God, am I supposed to feel this way? Like, I just, I feel like I'm eating so much. And then after like our first week check-in, I you pointed it out. Like obviously I didn't really see it from my pictures, but once you did your check-in and I saw side by side the amount of inflammation that I could see that had gone down in one week, I was amazed. I was like that was all I needed to just hop on board 100% fully trust you with my life because I was like, if you can show me results in a week, I don't know anybody else who's been able to do that for me. And I was sold. Trust you with my life, Sarah. Truly, I tell everybody that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, Katie, I trust my coach more than any doctor of all time. (laughs) And we're not doctors, but it it is because we're looking at you as like a whole person. Um, You know, and and I think that's what's so interesting is as we're talking about metabolism being adapted. And this is something that I run into a lot with people that have had weight loss surgery, people that have dieted a lot. And when you're giving that feedback of, oh my God, it feels like so much food. I think A, we're scared to eat because we think like I shouldn't be full. Full is a bad thing. But we also have to remember that in order to stimulate metabolism, we have to eat more. We You don't want to go from 1,200 calories to 2,000 calories. It needs to be incremental. But it's the same thing. I had a client that was talking to me today and she was like, um, I'm drinking 20 ounces of water and I'm just not thirsty. And I was like, well, you know how you're going to get thirsty? You're going to drink more water. Like, do you know how you're going to get motivated? You're going to start doing the thing. And that's something that I find that I think is, is kind of like a rewiring in our brain, right? For sure. For sure. Definitely. Definitely uh-huh. something I've learned. Well, and I think that it's really important to point out what, um, my perception of why you've been so successful in your time here. Because I think that we would be full of shit if we said that it's been easy the past eight months. Um, Katie's got a lot going on. She's really fucking busy. She's got a lot of people that need a lot of things from her. Um, she lives in a cold, dark place, so we have some seasonal depression on board. Um, and the reason in my from my coaching seat why Katie is such a pleasure to work with is because no matter what 
happens, whether it's stress or travel or vacations or overeating or whatever happens, whatever happens when anything doesn't go according to plan, she's never lied to me. She's never missed a check-in. I literally don't think you've ever missed a check-in. You come to check-in and you're like, this is what it is. I'm laying it all out on the table. And what, what, what do we do for the upcoming week? And that I think is like the, I mean, for me as your teacher, that's the best thing ever because I'm like, okay, she's telling me what's going on. Now I can serve you best. And, and I think that, and, and Katie, I'll let you speak on this. When people sign up for a coach, they anticipate that I'm just, I'm going to be like, oh, you didn't stick to your plan. Well, you know, here are the consequences of that action. So talk a little bit about like check-ins and, and kind of like how that all works as well. Yeah, totally. I remember, Ian, you'll remember this too. In the early days when I first started, I I still struggle with binge eating, which you can absolutely do after having weight loss surgery because slider foods are called slider foods for a reason. Um, Amen. And I would be so embarrassed of like, you know, binging out on, you know, some junk. I might not have been able to eat a ton, but I mean, the calories add up quick when you're eating crap. And I would tell you, I'd be like, I didn't even want to track it. Cause I'm so embarrassed. Like I didn't want to put it on my tracker cause I'm so embarrassed. And like, I think you took that shame away and you, I don't know, you just really painted a picture for me that made me realize that literally tracking is data. Like that's all it is. It's just data. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is what helped me understand that like, no, I'm doing this for me. So I can see like, why do I feel like shit? It's because I ate shit. Like there's a reason, like, it's all just really started connecting for me over the last few months. And like, even this past weekend, like I, I indulged a little bit too much and literally felt like crap yesterday. And I was so mad because it was such a beautiful day. This is the first beautiful day we've had in a long time. <laughs> And I was just in a bad mood because I didn't eat very well over the weekend. And so, you know, at my check-in this morning, I was like, okay, I'm back at it. I'm feeling better. We're not going to be, we're, we're getting back on track. And I think that's just always been my motto is like, just get up and try again. Um, and that's something that you've taught me is just not to feel shame. There's no point in, you know, feeling bad about it and letting that just like Harbor, like just let it go and move on and start again and try again. Like every day is a new day for opportunity and to keep going. And that's just what kept, has kept me going is like, even if I have a bad day, a bad week, like I just check in. Okay. We're checking in. It's time for a refresh. Like, and that's just kind of what I've been mm -hmm. doing myself. I, 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 the first, I, I just wrote a couple of things down because I didn't want to lose my train of thought. But the first thing I wrote down was the binge eating piece because binge eating was always my, my biggest downfall. Um, and when it comes to binging, um, to have the expectation that you're just going to say, I've been engaging this behavior for 20 years of my life and I'm just going to stop doing it. Um, it's like, that's not, it's not going to happen. I've been practicing this and there is a habitual part of it. I think there's also some things that are going inside on the inside of our body that also fuels that fire. Right. But when it comes to binge eating, I think such an important part to healing is one accepting that it's not going to be just the light switch. Oh, I'm not going to do this anymore. And two, I think that removing secrecy is so important. Like if you can't be honest with yourself and if you're working with a coach, if you can't be honest with your coach, then it's going to be nearly impossible to heal. And, and that's been something that you, like you and I, when we first started, you were having a lot of swings. 
and your metabolism was adapted. And now, even though you might have a day that you indulge, you're not going like full fuck it bucket. And like, I mean, listen, let's, if we look at, if I pulled your graph from June, and then I pulled your graph from January, your graph from June would look bipolar as fuck. Your graph from January is looking like rolling hills, right? That's consistency. That is the magic that everybody's looking for. And because we haven't crashed your metabolism, we've actually increased your metabolic rate. If you eat a little over one day, it doesn't ruin your progress. If that's not, if that's not what the real magic is, then I don't really know what it is, you know? Totally. Like, totally. It's, it's wild to think how I remember we talked about reverse dieting and I was like, huh? Like never in my life had I ever imagined. I mean, I'd heard of reverse dieting before, but never did I ever think that would be something that I would have to do. And, but the reality is like weight loss surgery, you don't eat. I mean, you've got to figure out how to like function as a normal human being again after that. And it's wild. Like I, I get DMS from people on Instagram all the time telling me, you know, I'm only eating 800 calories a day and I'm working out so hard and I'm not seeing progress. And my first thing is like, you're not eating enough. Like, you're not eating enough. That was me. That yeah. was me when I signed up with my literally 800 calories, one hour of strength, one hour of cardio. And I was like, why am I not skinny? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think that especially in our community, we have this impression that our post-op care is supposed to be our lifestyle. And it's like, wait, no. Well, I guess it depends on what your goals are. But if your goal is to be healthy and lean and have hormones dialed in and metabolism dialed in, then you're going to have to eat more than a couple thousand, you know, than 1200 calories, that magic number. Right. Um, so I think that's a huge misconception. Um, right. The next thing I wrote on my list <laughs> was adjustments. So because Katie is such an incredible client, as far as being very upfront with me with where she's at, um, we've made a lot of adjustments to her plan. So she started and we were like, we're going to count all of our macros. We're going to be really specific about things. And she had, she, she, she had, I think it started with, you had a lot of travel going on and you were like, there's just no fucking way that this is going to happen. And so I said, okay, well now we have to change your plan. And I think that a lot of people have this impression that if you sign up with a coach and you're especially a coach that does a lot of macro coaching, that you're going to be putting everything on a scale to the gram in every single season of your journey. And that's just not the case. Um, I'm going to change your plan for whatever needs to be changed for you, whether it be your nutrition, your training, whatever that is. And, and I'll let you speak on that a little bit, Katie, of like kind of the adjustments that we've made in order to establish consistency. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's another reason why I love working with you so much is because you've done everything for me to make it easier for me, like easier on me. Like there was one one week where you said, okay, let's start, let's just take pictures of your meals, just take pictures and upload them. And, you know, we mm -hmm. can track that way. And now I'm kind of measuring, I'm doing more like cup, half cup servings, um, doing it that way. And we've been doing that for a while. And that was so helpful, like not having to measure out how much rice I'm having every single day. Like I can just do a half a cup. And so just figuring out ways to make it doable for me, that has been such a game changer. Like that truly has helped me so much. And I think I'm in a place where I'm not really, I don't really, I'm not trying to build. I'm not trying to cut. Like I'm kind of in this phase where I'm trying to just learn consistency. So I think for me personally, I don't feel like I need to just measure out exactly to the gram every single time, as long as I'm, you know, 
within my measurements and my portions, like I feel really good about it. And I think that's why, like, I don't know, it's just worked so well for me for a while. For sure. For sure. I mean, I think really like aligning what your goal is with what you're doing is what's going to you know drive you forward. And so if you, like you said, if you're not bulking and you're not cutting, you know, having that a little bit more flexibility in order to sustain that consistency is going to be incredibly valuable. Um, I can remember um, uh, going through the uh, bariatric like um, classes pre pre um, having surgery oh god this is gonna age me like over eight years ago um and they were they were telling us you know if you ever plan to eat more than a thousand calories you might as well just leave the room now and not and not continue because you're going to be eating a thousand calories or less for for the rest of your life and if you're not willing to do that then then just just go ahead and leave um so they would be shocked and appalled to learn how much i'm eating now yeah it's wild but Katie, I want to point out that I, I so appreciate all the love that you're giving us. And I know we're really, I know we're really good at what we do. We've had a lot of practice, um, but, but I'll still take whatever compliments you send my way. But I want to be really clear that the reason that you are finding so much success within the team is A, because you're doing it. So you're putting in the work, but B, because you're communicating. I always say my program is incredibly comprehensive. We really cover all the bases, but I don't know how to offer a mind reading service. So until I can do that, you got to tell me what's going on. And so I've been able to do my job best and serve you best because you have engaged in the process and you've continued to throw the ball back in my court of this is how I'm feeling. This is what I can reasonably do. This is what I can't reasonably do. And because of that, I've been able to like customize your program based off of whatever is going on. And we work together to establish that consistency piece. So I, so as, as much as I love your compliments and I, and I believe me, I'll take them. I love it. Um, I, I want you to also realize that I'm, I'm going to throw a compliment back in your, your direction. Um, that the reason you've been so successful is because you have been such a great participator as a client. And engaging in the process is key because I can't help you if you don't do that piece, you know? Well, thank you. It is really hard. And I, there are definitely a lot of times I don't give myself enough credit. Like I just, I have very high expectations for myself and what I want for my life. And I struggle a lot, like with, like you mentioned before with seasonal depression. And so, especially now, like I just, I get really frustrated with myself because I just, I'm lacking motivation currently, but I don't know. I, I'm just really appreciative that you're just so encouraging. And I don't know. I think I, like I said before, like, I just feel so good and that's, and I've just never felt like this before. Literally in my life, I've never felt, I've never felt good after eating. I always would eat till I felt sick or like I wasn't eating the right things. And I would have a mm -hmm. crash at one time in the day, you know, like I just, I've never felt so good for extended amounts of time during my day. And it just, it makes such a big difference in my life. And I don't know, it's exciting. <laughs> uh, well, that's the whole point. And you said, you know, I'm not specifically working on any sort of extreme transformation right now. And you said that to me when you checked in last week, you were like, I'm really happy with where I'm at. And, uh, and, and I told you a story from when, well, what, I think it was like one of the first episodes we reported where we were talking about goals and I was like reaching for goals. And then I, and then Jess was kind of like, 
it's okay that you don't have any goals. You reached your goal and now you're just living your life. And as a result of you being comfortable in your body and comfortable with the lifestyle that you've worked so hard to create and that we've worked together to create, you're now like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just going to keep doing it. And from keep doing mm-hmm. it, you're getting, you're still, you're still looking better every time I see you in your underwear every week. <laughs> and that's the, uh, that's the ultimate goal is getting to that place where you're like, well, okay, now I just get to figure out how to maintain this forever. Yeah, like yeah. that's, that's the, yeah, that's the ultimate goal. It's like getting to that, like, you know, the, the quote unquote, you know, end of the line where you're like, okay, well now I get to just continue to do this forever. Cause that's the other part of it is that you're always going to have to do some sort of work. There's always going to be some work involved. We don't get to just be like, okay, I've hit that magical number or that magical pant size and that's it. Now I can go back to eating like an asshole and doing whatever I want to do all the time. (laughs) No, there's always going to be work. You get more balance in, in that maintenance phase. You know, you don't have to be so precise like we were saying before, but yeah, that's, that's ultimate goals right there. Definitely. But that I, I felt, I felt guilty about that. And I think you had that same feeling. Tell me if I'm wrong when you check. Cause I was like, I feel like, especially doing what I do, that I should be trying to be leaner and put on muscle. And I was like, wait, no. And just, just literally pointed it out to me. She was like, you hear what you're saying, right? <laughs> you're saying you're really happy with where your physique and your health are at. Why don't you just stay there? But I felt guilty about it. And that, when you said that to me last week, I felt that I felt like we like connected on that level. Yeah. And like, I, I was like feeling nervous about telling you like, Sarah, I don't really want to like shoot for the stars right now. Like, I'm just happy. Like, I'm just really content. And I was like, am I allowed to just not have goals? <laughs> like, I mean, I have goals, but you know, like, I don't know. They're just changing. I think things in life are changing and I don't know. And I'm just like, not a bullshitter. Like you mentioned, I just, I'm participate and I, you'll know how I feel. Like, I am just not the type of person to like, I don't know. I'll tell you if I've got a problem, like you'll know it. And while I realize sometimes, (laughs) I realize sometimes I feel like I'm complaining. I also just feel like awareness is, is everything. I mean, if I call myself out, I'm self-aware and you know, if I'm not feeling it, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to like make excuses like, Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, I just, I didn't fucking care at the moment and time and you'll know it. So I just try to be well, upfront and honest as much as I can. I don't think that, I don't think that communicating is complaining. Uh, you know, I, I think that in our, our check-ins every week that you're communicating and I don't think that you're bitching or you're making excuses or any of those things. And, and you are very good. I mean, you're very self-aware and you own everything that, you know, good, bad, otherwise you own it. You're like, this is what it was. Um, and that's why we can be so productive, but I don't think that you communicating with me, um, is it, that doesn't bother me at all. That's why that, that, that's why I like fucking working with you, quite frankly, the people that well, can hide in the shadows, like Katie, what if you didn't tell me that? And I was like, okay, girl, we're going to like really dial it in this week. We're going to crank the cardio, but like, I wouldn't know. I you know what I mean? I would yeah. know if you didn't tell me that. And, and truly this is the one space. And I say this to a lot of people. And I know Billy, who does personal training, uh, says this, who you've, I think you've done, done some sessions with Billy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I love yeah. Billy. <laughs> uh, uh, 
So he, um, he says the same thing, which is that this is like the one space where you get to be completely selfish. Everybody that you're working with on the team, this is all about you. It's got nothing to do with us. We're here to support you. We're here to educate you. We're here to help you in every way, but it's really unique because in most of our lives, there's really not anywhere else that we can be totally selfish. So, so please be, be selfish. This experience is all about you. It's got nothing to do with me and you're kicking ass. I love that. Well, thank you. Um, I'm trying. And I think we had a mindset class with Celeste, which is another thing I love about your program is that you also have a mindset coach too. Um, But something that she said really resonated with me. And it was, I think it was, we were talking about our holidays and just kind of like how to set ourselves up for success during the holidays. And she made a comment. She was like, you know, you always have a choice. And I think like sometimes I get so wrapped up and like, okay, I'm indulging today. It's a holiday. What am I going to have? Like, I want to try all the things I want. I just, I get overwhelmed by like thinking about all the choices and like then feeling bad. Like, oh man, I, you know, I overate or I did too much. Like, I don't know. Or like, maybe it's the other end of that where I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I can't have that. I can't have that. You know, I guess it's just, she opened up my eyes to realize like, this is a choice. Like I'm choosing to live like this. I'm choosing to put my health and nutrition first. And I'm choosing to go after these specific goals. And my goals are not going to line up with other people that I'm eating dinner with, you know? And, mm-hmm. and you said that to me, Sarah, one time you said, well, your, your goals nobody's goals are ever going to be the same. Like your goals are going to be different than your husband's. And so like, you know, don't be looking at his plate and feeling bad about what you're eating because, you know, you have a choice, like you're choosing, this is what you want for your life. And it's so Mm -hmm. true. And I think just putting that into perspective and realizing I do have a choice in the matter and I'm choosing to, you know, really track my food and keep track of what makes me feel good. And there's a reason why I'm doing it. Like I just constantly have to remember, remind myself of why. And I mentioned in my check-in this week, um, I was reminded of that yesterday when I woke up feeling like shit, (laughs) why I'm doing what I'm doing. Hey, sometimes, sometimes you still got to touch the oven and just make sure it's still hot. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm sure that you just said that in such a nice way. I'm sure what I actually said to you was like, fuck everybody else. You do your own thing, girl. <laughs> no, you did not say it like that, but I get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> Jess, what you got? Uh, well, let's see. Where are we at here? Um, how about um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody starting out on their health journey? Um, is this anyone or anyone articulative? Any, 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 okay. any box you want to use? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Um, honestly, I, I get questions like this a lot in my DMS of just like, how to begin, where do I start? You know, honestly, the biggest piece of advice that I give to people is to just a trust the process and realize that it's going to take time. B, there is no end. So stop getting that like end date or like the after photo, get that out of your head because what you picture in your head as your after is likely going to be very different than what you actually end up looking like. Um, and I, I don't know, I think, I think you just really have to remember that it's a process. And Sarah has told me this, swear to God, every single check-in, <laughs> single check-in. So now it's ingrained in my mind that 
We are changing years and years of behaviors. She said at the beginning of this podcast, that is not going to happen overnight. And that is something that has stuck with me. And I will take that to my grave because I just, I get really down on myself. And I know a lot of other people do too. That's why we always start over. We're always like, okay, I'll start on Monday or, oh, I fucked up. And I guess this week's gone to shit. Like, no, it's not about the week. It's about each meal. You have to just take it one meal at a time. If you eat something that, you know, makes you feel like crap, like that doesn't give you an excuse to just eat like crap the rest of the day. Like, in fact, that's the worst thing you can do because that's not going to make you feel any better. And I think you like, that's, that's the one thing that got me through my bariatric journey just after having surgery is just taking it literally one bite at a time. And I think that goes you know, for anyone on a health journey, just take it one meal at a time and try not to focus on like, okay, what am I eating today? Just focus on your one meal, try to nail that and just kind of keep moving forward from there. You have to take it one day at a time. You can't be looking at the whole picture. Otherwise you're not going to see clearly. I'll tell you that, um, the, the time factor. So this is now our this is our 10th podcast now. Um, so in 10 recordings, we have spoken about time on every single one. It is absolutely a factor. And it is the thing that holds us back the most is that time pressure. And, you know, and, it, and, and the thing is, is that it's, it's human nature to like compare ourselves to other people or even to compare ourselves to a past version of ourselves, but that's not productive. And you don't know the whole story. Like Katie, if somebody just looked at your before and afters, they would be like, oh my God, this has been so easy for her. She looks rocking right now. Oh my gosh. But, they, but we just, we just spent the past, you know, 40 minutes or whatever talking about how it's not fucking me. I've, I, I, I mean, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people. I have yet to meet somebody that was like, oh yeah, piece of cake transformation no problem <laughs> like it's just not the way it works but we but we have that expectation and this the time thing really is such a thing but i also think to your point of uh you know talking about like not having one thing turn into like a you know a landslide for me learning what was in the food that i was eating really helped with that because before i would be like oh i had a cookie well now i'm off my diet well, I might as well eat 10 more and start my diet again tomorrow. And now I'm like, okay, well, what's in a cookie? A cookie is going to be some carbs and some fats. It's about this many calories. All right. So I can make room for that in my day. And so for me, that gave me a lot of freedom and flexibility. Has that, has that just the nutrition education helped with that for you? Oh, so much, so much, because it takes out that restrictive feeling. Like I can't Mm -hmm. have this because X, Y, Z. No, like you can absolutely have that. You just have to figure out how to fit it in. And I think that that's definitely something I'm still learning how to do. Um, but I don't know. It just takes the shame away, you know? And like, I think that's like, I've mm-hmm. felt so much shame around food my whole life that like, it's so mm-hmm. hard to turn that off, you know? Again, it's like that there's not good or bad. There's more nutritious, less nutritious. There's more calorically dense, less calorically dense. And I know you're going on vacation this weekend. And when you checked in this morning, I was like, all right, you know what to do. If you're going to choose something that's low quality, you're going to be cognizant of the quantity. You're going to make sure you don't have more than one meal in a row that's low quality. And we're going to have that balance. And I'm sure that you're going to have a great time on your trip. And you're not going to have this. Like if we go back to a vacation, like you traveled a ton, what, in like August. I think that your trips, your, your, yeah, but think about all of the things that you practice. And I always say this lifestyle is a practice and a practice takes lots and lots of repetition. And you pick up like one little nugget each time you travel. And and each time you travel, you've got like another little nugget. (laughs) 
Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I'm going to Disney World. <laughs> so the most magical place on earth. I'm so excited. And I know there's going to be lots of treats, which I love, but I'm going with a friend, one of my best friends, and she is like this big. She's so tiny. And so she's actually um, reverse dieting now too, trying to build some muscle in the gym. But um, I just... I love having friends who are also on the health journey with me because I know together, like we're both going to be making good choices, you know, and it's, it's just, it's a lot easier when you're not watching your family and friends, you know, veg out on all the things and feeling like you're left out. Like, I don't know, it's going to be helpful to have, you know, a buddy in it with me too. I think one of the helpful things for me is like chasing the feeling and not the the data too. Yeah. It's like, if you know, like I could, I could have a churro when I'm down in, in Disney world, but I know that, that I'll get so sick from that churro and I'll probably be miserable for like an hour, hour and a half afterwards. And do I want to waste time in line for Splash Mountain or whatever the rides are there now feeling like shit? <laughs> probably not. Probably right. not. So, you know, instead yeah. I'll have my chicken and maybe a bite of somebody else's churro, but I'm not going to get my whole own one. Yeah, totally agree. Like it will be splitting things for sure. <laughs> well, I think it's important to know that, you know, there's an appropriate time and place to engage in everything, you know, there's a, and, and there's a big difference between I was at Disney world with my friend and we, and we really enjoyed having this churro together versus I woke up in the middle of the night I raided the pantry. I ate everything that I could. And then I took the wrappers of everything and I hid it in the bottom of the trash so that I would, so I wouldn't even see, be able to admit it to myself the next day, let alone anybody in the house, because I've engaged in both behaviors. And let's say they have the same exact caloric value. The impact of enjoying a, a churro with your friend on a vacation versus going the full ham in like a blackout binge in the middle of the night are very different things. 100%. 100%. I've also experienced both behaviors. Um, yeah. Oh my God, day. girl. Yeah. I've, I've hid, I've, I've hid, so, I've hid so much food in my life. It's unfucking real. Oh my God. <laughs> my sister-in-law. So Twinkies used to be my favorite food and my sister-in-law paid me to watch our niece with boxes of Twinkies and like, just <laughs> knowing how I am now and like coming from that it's like I just feel like a completely different person but seriously I could smash a box of Twinkies a whole box of Twinkies in one day no shame and it was mm -hmm. not good I mean I did have shame I say no shame but 100% there was shame shoved the box and all of the wrappers in the trash and uh -huh. hated myself after that so come a long way that's for sure I remember when I had like I had really I had been pretty 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 close to the end of my binge eating, which was decades for me. But I remember when Mark and I first moved in together, um, we, we were putting away all of our stuff and he stepped outside. And I literally, I remember this moment. I went and I went to grab like a handful of nuts or something from the pantry. And I was doing it specifically when he stepped outside because it wasn't in my meal plan for the day. And it was definitely a sneaky thing. And I literally remember holding these nuts in my hand and about to eat them and me thinking, what the fuck are you doing? Do you really want to have this element of dishonesty in your relationship as you're starting this this wonderful life with this wonderful person. And I remember that was like a big defining moment for me of being like, he doesn't care what you're eating, Sarah. 
<laughs> you know, but that really yeah. was, it was a behavior that I engaged in for so long. And I do, I remember it was like literally the day that we moved in together. And I like, it was almost like, I like, like slapped it out of my own hand and was like, are you really going to start this cycle all over again? And it was like, no. And it was, but I do, oh God, I remember that. And it was like such a, it was such like a pivotal moment for me. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So if somebody was going to sign up for uh, either my coaching program or considering hiring a coach in general, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, well, like we mentioned earlier, 100% honesty, because you're only cheating yourself if you're not being honest. Um, and I definitely learned that with you. Um, and, you know, and I think the big part is too, in the beginning, when I was telling you, like, I just, I binge and I feel really bad about it. Like, you kind of pointed out to me, well, maybe we need to make some changes in your plan. Like if you're hungry, like let's look at this and figure out like what you're eating. And, and I think that that's what also really opened things up for me too, is was kind of thing like, okay, well maybe I am hungry. Like maybe I do, I should be eating more and Mm -hmm. this is my problem. And so it's just, it's a lot of that give and take and you just have to be willing to be an active participant. And I think that's like you mentioned, like, that's why I've done so well is because I am an active participant and like, I want this for myself so bad. And you've just made it possible for me by showing me the way. And so I think just full trust and honesty goes a really, really long way. I completely agree. I always say to people when they're considering signing up, if you're not ready to engage in the process and do the work, this isn't going to be fun for either of us. So let's sign up because I know some coaches just, you know, like the the scam with gyms is they're like, they just want your monthly money and they don't want you to ever come. Um, Some coaches that really is how they work. Uh, that shit keeps me up at night. If you pay me a bunch of money and I, and we never actually get to work together, there's nothing that I hate more. There's nothing that causes more distress in my life. Jess can tell you, I'm always like, oh, I can't believe that this person signed up and they're not even trying. Mm-hmm. Um, and that happens every once in a while. It doesn't happen so often anymore. Um, but really, truly, like, you know, I, like, I, I want to work for you. Like, I really want to, I want you to get into the product pro- in the process. And gosh, we really do like working over here at Team Fit with me. <laughs> it took me a good six or seven months before I, you know, was going to sign on the dotted line. And I, I took my time. I really, I really interviewed Sarah heavily. And, and I, I definitely recommend that if you're not sure, and you're not quite in a place where you're ready to do the work take your time and, and get ready and then do it. Cause it'll be way more beneficial if you are, are ready to go. For sure. And I think yeah. people ask me a lot if, if I think if I would have done this before weight loss surgery, if I would have been mm-hmm. successful, that's a question I get a lot. And while I think that I totally could have been successful without surgery, I think starting the process and getting to where I was is really what I needed in order to commit at this type of level. Like it's it's a yeah. different mm-hmm. type of level than anything else I've ever experienced. And not to, I don't want that to sound intimidating, but it's just, you're just paying attention to more of the details of your life and what you're putting in your body and how active you are. And like, it's a lot of work, but the re- it's so rewarding. I mean, you get so much out of it, but you do have to be ready for it. And so I think that having weight loss surgery really put me on the right trajectory for this. For sure. Katie, I'm, I couldn't be more glad that you just brought that up, actually. Um, I, so Jess and I have totally different answers on this, and you actually have a different answer, too. Um, but so I, I have questioned that about myself a lot as well. Um, and, uh, you know, 
hindsight being 2020, like I, I think that, um, well, not, I mean, my, my coach changed my life more than weight loss surgery changed my life. And, and my ultimate success is more defined in being coached, which is why I do this for a living. It changed my whole life and the trajectory of my life. And I just wanted to run and tell people about it. Cause I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> uh, look at all these things I'm learning. But I think that, um, so, I, so I can't, I can't say what I, what it, what it, what it would have been because I don't know. And I, and I think that my journey has been the way it has been for a, a, you know, for a reason and in order for me to serve others, which is my purpose. Um, but I also know that there have been negative side effects that come along with weight loss surgery, as far as metabolism and hormones and all of those things that I likely could have avoided. But there's also, I think that we always need to remember that no matter what you do, even if you have weight loss surgery, that there's nothing that's going to get you out of ultimately doing the work if your goal is to have long-term success. So it might give you that head start, but the work is still waiting for you after the head start. Yep. I get that question a lot because people ask me about revision since I had a revision surgery and they they want to know, you know, like, oh, well, you know, what do you, what do you think about it? And I say, well, you know, if, if weight loss is the reason why you're really looking for a revision and not because of some other complications, then I'd really, really, you know, take your time and consider why, why you think that is the route. Because like Sarah just said, ultimately it comes down to, you're going to have to, you know, cook the food, prep the food, eat the food, do some movement, strength training. The, the work is the, the work is the same, regardless of, of how you get there. It's, it's, it's the same work, but yeah, I think my answer is a little bit different than Sarah's. I don't think I was coachable when I, when I went into to weight loss surgery, I think that I was in such a, a dark, desperate place for immediate change that I don't think I would have been coachable. Cause if I, if I wasn't seeing, you know, big changes every week, it, I would have given up on coaching thinking that it wasn't working for me, that I was broken, that something was wrong with me and you know, nothing, nothing was going to fix me. I just don't think I, I don't, I think I needed to get some into another, another spot and I needed to be in another stage so that I could be susceptible for, for everything that I know now. That's how I feel too. Like I, like, I think I could have been successful had I found this before surgery, but I just think weight loss surgery is what was supposed to happen for me. I don't know. I, I believe a lot and mm -hmm. everything happens for a reason. And, you know, you go through things that teach you things. And I agree with you. I think that I needed it too. Um, and you know what, here we are doing the damn thing. Yeah. Just like, just, just like with, with indulgences and all of those things, I think that there is an appropriate time and place to use every, every tool in the toolbox. But I think that being educated is really important um, and trying your best to exhaust all other options before, you know, you remove an organ from your body, because no matter what you do, there's going to be a side effect. And sometimes the, you know, it's about just weighing out the pros and cons, but, you know, but ultimately, yeah, it's why we're all sitting here right now. So how can we, how can we say we really regret it? Right. We would have never connected. Totally. Sure. Are we ready for the fun question? Yeah. Question. All right. Yes. My favorite question. Um, so if you could have one food be calorie and consequence free, what would it be? And I, I have an idea of what it might be, but maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Twinkies? Um, listen, this is really hard for me to answer. I love foods and I don't discriminate against foods, but I will tell you, I, I truly don't think there's just one, but I think it changes with the times and the season. Um, currently, I'm on a kick of Chick-fil-A's chocolate chip cookies. I 
truly those might be the best cookies I've ever had in my They're life. They're so good. <laughs> They're so effing good. And like, that's what really did me in this weekend. Um, Cause we had some friends over for a game night and I was like, I'll just get a six pack of cookies. So we can each have a cookie. Um, well, it wasn't just one cookie and I, it, God, they're so good. So now I won't let myself have them anymore because I can't like, I like, oh my God. So Katie, you're going to die. My stoner alter ego was named cookie probably a decade ago by my best friend, Amanda. She will literally be stoned and she'll be like, is cookie coming out? <laughs> God, that's funny. I love that. Oh Cookies God. on my kryptonite. I've I, never had a Chick-fil-A cookie and now I'm probably shouldn't. Yeah, you probably should. <laughs> they're freaking amazing. They're like they have like oats chopped up in them, mm. and like chocolate, oatmeal chocolate chip is my favorite cookie on the planet. And then I think they also have like some sea salt in there. Like I don't know, just the flavors—they just all really come together mm, so well. They do. They <laughs> you talking fun. about love- food, and I just turned into a little <laughs> passionate bunny over here. I mean. Oh, <laughs> that's literally that, what that i do what, all day yeah. <laughs> that is that is our job we talk about everybody's like oh you're, you're nutrition coaches you don't care about food i'm like no 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 we care about food the most yes the most <laughs> um katie thank you so much for coming on it's truly i mean it, it literally from day one it's truly been, been a pleasure you're fantastic to work with i'm super duper excited for what's to come um and where can people find you yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's been a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm on Instagram. My handle is at katie.bsg. Um, I also am on TikTok, but um, I don't go on there very often. So just follow me on Instagram. That's fine. <laughs> and don't be scared to reach out if you want to talk to her. Katie is obviously yes. super personable. Happy to talk to you. Uh, don't be scared to slide in the DMs. That's how I met her. Yep, Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, all right thank you guys thank you for listening to the been there lost fat podcast our motto here is do it right so you only have to do it once if you're looking for personalized and customized programming to reach and sustain your health fitness goals check us out at teamfitwithme.com 